0: Welcome to a brand new episode of This Week in Apps. I'm Ariel from Appfigures, and here's my weekly roundup of news from the world of mobile apps and games. Earlier this week, Spotify announced in an email to all users that Spotify Live will be shutting down at the end of the month. The email was short, simple, and unapologetic, making me feel like whoever wrote it was excited to let go of this property. In case you're not familiar with Live, and you're probably not the only one, Live was Spotify's attempt to compete with Clubhouse over audio-first social media. Remember Clubhouse? The app was initially launched by Betty Labs, not Spotify, in 2020 exclusively for Apple devices, just like Clubhouse. Spotify acquired the app and company in 2021 and added an Android app to the mix, which started seeing downloads in 2022. So why is Live going away so fast? I'm sure you can guess it, but I'll point out the obvious. Live never took off. Not only that, it didn't even manage to get close to Clubhouse's success, even after that success faded. Since launching in 2020 and up to the end of 2022 Live, which started life as a green room, in case you didn't know, but was renamed later, made its way into 580,000 iOS and Android devices, according to our estimates. The majority of downloads, roughly 77% though, came from the App Store and country-wise, a similar percentage came from the US. Considering all the excitement about audio around that time, not even hitting a million downloads is a huge failure when you consider Spotify's scale. And that's not all. Looking at the trend, it was very obvious Live wasn't going to be a great success or a success. Before the Android version started seeing downloads, the iOS app dropped so low, downloads hit the very low hundreds in February and March of 2022. Even with the Android version, Spotify Live is seeing under a thousand downloads per day, according to our estimates. And for context, Clubhouse saw 35 million downloads in the same range And even though its peak is long gone, our estimates show it's still seeing close to 10,000 downloads a day. When Clubhouse first came out, I didn't expect it to really take off. See, there are just so many challenges to live audio that weren't sorted out in the first iteration, and many are still unresolved today. I'm not surprised that Clubhouse faded away, nor that even a giant like Spotify couldn't make it happen. Twitter is the only place where audio is still kind of happening. It's low-key, but that's probably the extent to which live audio can serve as a feature of a fuller product, not as a standalone. This isn't really Spotify's failure, in my opinion. They really just had to try it out. It was probably a really expensive mistake, but it wasn't an utter failure. I applaud them for cutting the cord when they did. Next, March is behind us, which means it's time to look at Twitter's mobile revenue. The tradition that started with Blue back in 2021 and continues to be interesting to me, both as a developer and as an entrepreneur. March was extra interesting because it saw the most growth since $8 blue rolled out in November. Twitter ended March with $3.3 million in net revenue from the App Store globally, according to our estimates. Net meaning what Elon gets to keep after paying Apple its fee. I'm focused on the App Store here because Google Play contributes an almost irrelevant share at this scale. Compared to February, that's an increase of 61%, the highest increase recorded since December of 2021 and not including the move to $8 blue in November of 2022. Say what you will about Elon, but Twitter's mobile revenue is finally starting to look like what I'd expect from a company of Twitter scale. And one more number that's interesting, monthly net revenue grew 540% when compared to pre-$8 blue. I'm treating what's going on with Twitter right now as a case study, one I'm sure will be taught in business schools in the future. Not every move is positive. Some moves I really, really dislike as a really old Twitter user, old or Twitter user but the overall direction is, in my opinion, positive. Next up, Robinhood, the investing app with no fees, was everything everyone talked about for quite a while in 2021. Do you remember that? Pandemic woes and funky stocks made it the place to invest and shot it to the top of the app store multiple times. But all of that popularity is now gone. A few PR mistakes mixed in with stock market stability have led to the lowest downloads Robinhood seen in a long time. I had to go all the way back to 2017 to find monthly downloads so low. See, Robinhood ended 2022 with 321,000 downloads in December from both the App Store and Google Play, according to our estimates. That's the lowest downloads have been since June of 2017. There was a single dip in early February, but it recovered quickly, so I'm gonna ignore that one. 321,000 may sound like a lot, but if we compare it to December of the previous year, it was nearly half. And that was already on the negative side of the trend. Comparing it to Robinhood's Speak, which came in January of 2021 with 2.2 million downloads, December is tiny. Comparing all of 2022's downloads, all 4.1 million of them, to that one month shows a bad trend for Robinhood. And I'm not surprised. I haven't seen Robinhood trying to do anything about it. And I'm a user, so I should know. I was actually a big fan of Robinhood for a very long time. The idea of simplifying the process and taking away the industry jargon excited me enough to jump on the bandwagon, but for some reason, Robinhood never became a primary trading app. Maybe it oversimplified the process a little bit too much. By the way, if you're learning new things, please take a second and give the episode a like. Thanks. On to current news. It's not every day that Apple services crash, but this week they did and it was epic. Almost every day since the weekend, Apple's built in weather app showed no data for someone around the world. People still need their weather, so instead of waiting for Apple, people headed to the App Store to resolve the issue on their own. Although downloads for a few weather apps rose this week, the Weather Channel saw the highest increase, grown 566% and hitting the highest day of downloads this year and the second highest since 2020. Number wise, that growth translates to roughly 80,000 new downloads on top of the expected downloads, according to our estimates. I don't expect this wave to continue as Apple fixes its backend, but it's interesting to see how responsive users are to something like weather. If you're a developer of a weather app, that means there's still room to grow in this category. So go and make sure you're optimized to get more visibility. And by that, I'm talking about App Store optimization. If you need to know more about App Store optimization, Check the links in the description, I'll link to some of my guides. And last for this week, spring is officially here, which means summer is around the corner, which means it's almost free food for download season. Dairy Queen is kicking off this year's short to come chain of promotions with a discount. In honor of the debut of the Blizzard in 1985, Dairy Queen is offering a Blizzard, which is its ice cream, for 85 cents to app users starting next week until the 23rd of April, so for most of this month. Considering most other promotions we've seen in the last few years involved getting food for free, this is an interesting approach. Can almost free food get Dairy Queen serious downloads? Well, according to our estimates, even though the promotion hasn't kicked off yet, it starts on the 10th, and as of this recording, it's not the 10th, the mobile app is already seeing a significant increase in downloads. Last week, downloads rose from about 4,000 a day to nearly 60,000 a day the day DQ announced the upcoming campaign. So to answer my own question, yes, absolutely. Downloads have dipped a bit since to 35,000, which makes perfect sense since the campaign hasn't really started, but are still adding nearly 10 times the users they would without the announcement. I expect downloads to return to at least last week's level once the campaign actually begins next Monday and more likely grow beyond that, sending DQ to the top of the app store. We'll see next week. By the way, DQ ran a free campaign last month, giving a free ice cream cone to celebrate the beginning of spring, which is March 20th. The result of the campaign, which didn't require having the mobile app, that was the big difference, were pretty unexciting. Downloads rose to 13,000 on the 20th, about three times what they usually are, and dipped right back. Given how early this is starting, I expect we'll be seeing many more campaigns this summer, so get ready for a lot of free or discounted food. And that's all I have for you today. If you've learned something new, don't forget to give this episode a like and subscribe. I'll see you next week.